The one and only. Hey, spice everything nice, y'all. It looked like you had to uh, to get your interview kit ready, like I had to get my interview kit ready, and I know you know what that means. I'm <laughs> ready as we speak, you know, but... You know the vibe. You know the vibe. <laughs> so, boom! What's up, y'all? It's your main man, King Jewel, and welcome to yet another installment of Time Bomb Radio. We are officially... uh on our second artist interview for the uh, platform. Um, if it's your first time tapping in, be sure to smash the like button. Leave a comment if you found today's content insightful and if you like what she's Spice talking about. So to kick things off, how are you, mama? I'm great. You know, I wake up every morning, you know, new day, new money, new blessings. So I'm great. Right. New bag. I'm glad we could find the time to finally, you know, build and and chop it up. I feel like I've known you for years, and it's almost kind of like I have. Well, only, to only know because, me, to uh, love me, and to get to know me is to love me even better. <laughs> I, I know, I know that's a fact, but I really feel like I know you personally only because of um, like mutual ties and things like that. I've been seeing you on. I've been following you for a minute. You, you always like showed me love on my content because I'm an artist as well, and you'll, you'll, you'll put flames or you'll put a, a hundred emoji and and really just show support. You're not, a, you're not a selfish artist, and that's one thing that uh attracted me to you as an artist. I'm like, oh, she has integrity. She's not just for self. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely not for self. I, it's, it's how I was raised, though. You know, I come from a family where we all look out for each other. So if I look at you like family or I feel like you my family, I'm going to try and support. And then also, I got to, I gotta, you know, give give credit to where it's due because I didn't even think of being an artist until I started being around certain people. I was more so a model, a video vixen, you know, brand ambassador. So I was always into checking into people's music and always into finding out what's, you know, going on underground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And speaking of your upbringing, um, you know, you're from South Jamaica, Queens. I said Brooklyn earlier because of you remind me of a Brooklyn artist, first of all, and especially because of the circle you used to run around. It's easy to, for anybody to think that you're, you're from Brooklyn by default, but I see you're from South Jamaica, Queens. Um, South Jamaica, Queens, South Side, outside. I love my Brooklyn family, too, but you know, I'm a South Side baby, feel me? G-Unit, 50 cents, feel me type of shit. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you like your Brooklyn niggas because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't uh, get mad or nothing when I called you a Brooklyn nigga, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I done been around so many Brooklyn people, it's, it's like, everybody always think I'm from Brooklyn, even from before, from before I started hanging out with Brooklyn people, they be like, you, you from Brooklyn, you from Brooklyn, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm from Queens, they be like, you got a Brooklyn vibe, whatever that means. You got Brooklyn, Brooklyn vibe, you got a strong Brooklyn, Brooklyn vibe, that's a fact, that's a fact. So what makes Queens special, I know Brooklyn is special to you, obviously, but what makes Queens special? to you, um, being that that is where you are officially from, and, and what distinctly separates South Jamaica Queens from every other part of Queens? Is there a North Jamaica Queen? I'm, I'm curious. Is there a North Jamaica? Yeah, there's, there's a North side, yeah. There's a North side. I mean, we... It's really all a whole thing, Queens, but when we say South Jamaica, South Jamaica is more like, um... It's more like, uh... Rochdale, and, like, if anyone listening knows that, you know, it Queens exactly, it's more so Brooklyn. It's the hood, you know? You know, certain yeah. parts of Brooklyn, like downtown Brooklyn is more so up 
real and classy, you know, but you still got people that's ghetto and ratchet out there. So gotcha. that's all that, you know, downtown Brooklyn. But then you got Brooklyn, Brooklyn, which is the heart of Brooklyn. Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, you know, um, Canarsie, Canal, and, you know, all them other places. So it's like, just like how y'all split it up, we split it up too. So you grew up in Queens, I would say, um, golden area. What I mean is this, you, you grew up in, in Queens golden era, meaning when Hollis and Southside was really putting shit on the map for Queens. So what was it like growing up seeing artists like 50, Ja Rule, Nicki Minaj, Ella Cool J, Run DMC kind of before both of our time, but you... But you know what I mean. They still did that. Surprisingly, he always came to the hood. I was in a few yeah. of his videos before I even decided to even be a. a I had a video named Hush on Jamaica Avenue, you know, and another video. Uh, I forgot what, what it was called, but you know, it was probably from like one of his last two albums that he made. But he used to shoot. You know, they would come to Jamaica Avenue, and that that was the best part of it. We had to make an avenue, you know, to where that's where we met all the fans at. And it was this place called, um, I think, Music Box or something, Music General, something like that in, in, in the Coliseum Mall. It's not there no more. Where all the artists came and, you know, they, we would line up outside and they would sign CDs or they would come to the Coliseum block and shoot DVD, you know, they their movies or whatever they wanted to shoot. And we had access to that because it was Jamaica Avenue. That was the latest place for us. If it wasn't Jamaica Avenue, it was Green Acres. Absolutely, absolutely, and every borough got its um got its Walk of Fame or its Times Square. I feel like Brooklyn, we got Fulton, Fulton Avenue. You know the whole Fulton. And our, our Walk of Fame is Jamaica Avenue. Jamaica, exactly. Jamaica Avenue. Jamaica Avenue. Great people back then. Mm-hmm. Harlem got 125th. You know it goes on. It goes on and on. So it's dope to see that Queens got their own mecca for for um rising rising stars. Um, that, that's really big and um. I do want to know, you know, you're from Jamaica, Queens, um, but I see from looking at your social media that you're a very proud Jamaican. Um, were you born there originally or did you later move to Queens or, or are your roots just so deeply embedded that it's just, it, it comes through your personality naturally? Deeply embedded, deeply embedded. And everyone I know would tell you that they think I'm from Jamaica. I was born there. I am an American citizen, proudly. <laughs> but my mother and my father is Jamaican. My whole family is Jamaican. I've been there. I've traveled there. I, you know, I, I study Jamaican, you know, history. I do all of that. So I'm I'm, I'm a proud Jamaican. <laughs> so, you, so you know about Nanny of the Maroons? I know about all of that. All right. It, it was all my right. culture to know about all that. It's my culture. And I feel like if I'm visiting somewhere, you know, where my family is from, I should know, you know, a little something, something, especially my, I, I, I imitate the language and the culture so much. I need to know something about something. I respect the fuck out of that because it's so, so often, and I know you can relate, we see even our own family members get lost in American society and completely just lose their Jamaican culture and, and don't really want to hold on to it. They're not as proud to project it like how I might be or you might be. So it's refreshing to see other young people out here in the world that um that carry that, that torch, that carry that Jamaican torch, whether they're I mean, born so there or not. I applied to be a Jamaican citizen, so I am American yeah. and Jamaican. So I had to learn certain parts of Jamaica in order to be, in order to apply for that. Because, you know, you got to go do dual passport shit and all that stuff, you know. So there's certain things I had to learn for that for that purpose, you know. But I love Jamaica. And if, if I could be reborn again and be born in Jamaica, I'm glad right, I do that. That's dope as fuck, yo. And I, I, all, all the listeners listening right now, I encourage you guys, if you guys have any type of ethnic background outside of American, um, I encourage you guys to trace your roots and, and, and try to establish a foothold trace in where you're originally from. Teach it to your kids. You know, it's, it's, it's something... It's something to value because I that um I was actually having a, a conversation with my sister this morning about like values and standards and stuff like that. Granted, we um, us Americans we stand on a lot of stuff and we have a lot of rules and regulations, but we don't value certain things and we don't have traditions that are meaningful. And then it's other things like it's just a, how certain people look at life too. You know, like we were having a, a, a debate 
of certain things just to see like certain people's mindset. Maybe maybe it's the people that we're talking to, but then when you have when you get a consistent uh, reaction from someone, you know that's American, and then you get a consistent reaction from someone that's Jamaican, it's, you start to think like ah, uh, it's the, it may be the culture, it may be the culture, or it may be you know what they were taught, or how they were brought up. You know, 100%. Like, I have a lot of American friends that they they prefer to be at my house because they see like they see the tradition there, they see the family there, they see the togetherness there, and they see that we all are together as one. And we, you know, we we try to we try to teach each other different things instead of going against each other. You know, there's, it's, there's it's a sense of tribal, there's a sense of tribalism um, with Jamaicans, right? right. You know, which we don't get with a lot of... I mean, we get it with other cultures, but it's very rare. And one thing you said that stood out to me was that American tradition isn't that meaningful. And that you opened the door to something that, that could lead to a whole other conversation. And we can build on that later, I guess. But what I want to say is, do you think that everything in America that they teach us is a lie? And, and um... You know, um... Do you? I, w- I, I, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent lie, but I would say it's a lot of it is definitely fabricated. A lot, a lot is fabricated, and I, I say that from my from my own research. You know, I one day I went to church because um, when I was younger, you know, my mom always brought me to church, but my aunt was heavily on this church thing, and um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't I wasn't ashamed to go. I loved going to church. I, I was a part of the choir, you know. I've always been a socialite, so I've always liked, you know, being in groups or being a part of groups or, you know, like, you know, doing something active with my life. I never really liked to stay in the house. So um, I was a part of this, like, little group that they had with the church. And then one day I asked the pastor because he wanted me to be, like, the, the, the star for the, for the whatever show that we was doing. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I will do it, but you got to answer a question for me. So he's like, all right. So I'm like, um, how do I know I'm supposed to believe in this Bible? I was, I was probably 13 or 12 years old when I asked him this. I am 29 years old now, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I still yet to get an answer from my, from my pastor, a direct answer to make me feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to believe in this Holy Bible. Now, Granted, there are some scriptures in there that help you do life. Yes, I agree with that. But for me to say this book, I'm gonna live by this book, and this is and this is the right and wrong. Nah. First of all, it's five different versions of of the Holy Bible. <laughs> if it's God's word, it can't be five different versions. It's one word if it's God's word, like you say. You know, then on top of that, the person that, that, uh, what's his name? James something, I forgot, the, the, the king, the third, he was a homosexual, and King James, and he, he was a homosexual, and he killed his mother. So, like, you are, you're the person making all of these laws and all of these whatever for, for us, and who are you? Look at what you've done with your life. You, you, your life has not been near close to what you, you, you put in this, um, in this Bible and you want us to follow that. So I feel like America just wants us to live underneath a certain scrutiny because they have always been underneath a certain scrutiny. From when Christopher Columbus went and felt like he could go and plant, um, plant villages to, to where there was other homes, that's when America felt like they, they had it. And, and, and he, even though he came from Spain, he was still an American. Really quick, really quick, if I may interject, um, I can definitely agree with you on what you said about King James. And um, if you look at history, even if where we are today in 2022, and, and you look at the way society is and what has been introduced to society, such as homosexuality um, by way of the Europeans. And, and my whole thing is, if you live your lifestyle a certain way, live it. But let's talk the truth about how that lifestyle even even came about to begin with so so you mentioned king james and if if someone who's european and homosexual like king james can corrupt the word of god and also corrupt society to where it affects us today and we have lbgtq and all of this stuff um you don't think that it's possible and i don't have any problem and i don't have a problem with it let's 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 put that disclaimer out there from now but, but you, but absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But you don't think it's possible 
that the corruption could have began as early as King James? I think it, it, it was there before King James. There we go. So, so with that being said, we can't we can't put so much weight on not believing in the Bible based off of a person who was put in place to corrupt the Bible. So it's not even the King James Version. I think, and I don't know the Bible. I'm not acting like I do. I think as black people, it's our responsibility to learn the original text. And that would be mean to learn Hebrew. And that means that we got to take on a whole other responsibility as a people to learn the original language that, that these Europeans put right in front of us. You're from right. New York. And you, you, and before, mm-hmm. before you say anything more, right? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me say this one thing. Like mm-hmm. you just said, as a people we would have to find the Hebrew and learn it, right? But as a, as a society and as people, we are bought, we are, we're taught King James. We're taught right. the Holy Bible. Well, we have to break so away from this that. Is what, this, is what, this is what's introduced to us. So mm-hmm. that's why we start, that's why I even started from King James. I know personally that it was, it was born and way before King James, of course. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. America holds this Holy Bible, they, they, they you put your hand on the Bible when you go to court. You're not supposed to lie. Hold on now. Hold, hold on now, though, Spice. I do believe there is a holy text. I just believe it's been corrupted. And, w- and the corrupted text is what we, as Americans, see as the Holy Bible. I do believe there is some type of holy scripture that gives us a law on how to live as men and women. But I do believe there's people like King James that came in and, and, and fucked it all up for everybody. That's you know, I, I, I and that's why I got to bring you back on the show. I got to bring you back on just so we can talk about about this. Because I don't want to get lost in the sauce. Because you have a deep mind. You're Jamaican and, and, and you're cultured. You're very cultured, which means that we could talk about this shit forever. <laughs> so, so I can see from looking at your social media um, that, um, you know, um, you're one of NYC's littest bartenders. Um, how long have you been, you know, popping on the bartender scene? And is it difficult juggling all of that while at the same time trying to navigate yourself, you know, to a lucrative situation in the entertainment world? Uh, no, it, it's not. It's not hard for me because I get to choose. Like sometimes people will hit me up and be like, hey, you're going to bartend my party. I've been bartending for about a year. I've actually had my license since I was working I applied for it when I worked when I was working at Red Lobster. That was like one of, one of my very first jobs. So I was like 16 at that point, and um, they made me take classes and stuff for it. But I couldn't go behind the bar until I was 20, and I never stayed at that job long enough. But um, I ended up getting the license anyway. You know, furthermore, furthermore, and then um, I started doing the modeling stuff. And then you know, COVID came, so I was just trying to find different ways. I, I'm not really a drinker at all, like so. I never really, I never really did the whole behind the bar thing. We could roll up and you know chop it up and stuff like that. So I never really cared too much about liquor. So me going behind the bar wasn't a necessity until COVID came when I was just trying to make more, you know, money. Now it's here and, I, and everyone knows that I'm doing it. It falls into line with me because certain times I just want to work. I like I, I have this thing with me where. I'm ready to go outside and have fun, but I have this 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 all this other side where it's like, all right, I'm ready to get some money. I, I'm only coming outside if it's about money. So it gives me a leverage of still being able to be outside and still, you know, in in the scene and still doing whatever. But now I'm getting paid to be outside as opposed to I get paid for a booking. You know, you probably get paid. You know, I'm just throwing out a number. Probably you probably get paid three hundred, four hundred dollars for the day, right? And then. You get you at a bar, you're there all night, you get three hundred, four hundred dollars to come in and then, you know, depending on who who's um who you who who's booking you, you get three hundred three hundred, four hundred dollars to come in, and then you make so many tips and then people is at the bar talking to you so you never know who you meet, you know, and you still get to network. So it still works out for me because I don't feel like I'm missing anything, you know, when I'm behind the bar. I still get to get that work side of me and I still get to get the the networking side out. So it it it, it works for me. Absolutely, and um, I'm proud of you just for that. You know, from black man to black woman, I think it's very important that we find ways to, you know, leverage ourselves and keep our head above water financially, while at the same time making enough money to empower our careers by doing something that doesn't take away from what we already do. You know, you're you're being you're being booked, you're going out there, you're making your money, and you're networking, which is what you would be doing regardless. Uh, minus being behind the bar, but still networking and still in the mix 
amongst who you need to be in the mix with. And if you look at it, some of the biggest female artists that we've had today, um, they had the same start, actually. Um, you know, yep. so that's, that's really dope. If you look like a bartender or a stripper or a hustler, you know, as long, I feel like as long as you're, as long as you have the hustler mentality, you know, no matter where you come from, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to make it as long as you, as long as you're willing to make money. And as a female, because <laughs> I have to really speak for the females real quick. As a female, it's hard to really just make your money because people always want to sleep with you. You know, like that's always the first thing. You look good. Let me sleep with you and give you some money. But at the same time, you have to try and keep your, you know, your, your, um, your character, you know, that integrity. you got to keep that integrity in check. I, I, I was going to get to that, actually. I was going to say um, that I'm proud of you for that as well, for choosing to be a bartender and not do something where you're selling your body or, you know, visually or personally. Because what a lot of people don't know is not not all these strippers just make their money on the stage. There is such thing as the boom, boom room. And that, that, that type of shit really do go down. So at the end of the day, you know. Um, See, I think that's where the bad name comes from, because. I love to dance, and it was it was a, a lot of times I even thought of dancing, you know. And I, it's like, okay, why don't I just I, I go to a party and I give everybody a show? I used to be the dancehall queen for you know like the little Jamaican parties that I go to back in the day, and we would win money, you know. So I never found the, I never found the reason of you know for people. That's not to different dance. though. I'm gonna tell you why it's different because dancehall, dancehall, and R and B and hip hop, that is naturally in our African genetics to, 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 to groove and, 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 you know, the rhythm of it makes us want to uh, vibe and, and just move our body. But when you dance in provocatively and you butt ass naked, that's a whole nother story. If you want, if you whining on somebody at a Jamaican party, that's understandable. But you know, like, um, when you butt ass in your birthday suit, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? More yeah. power to the strippers too. More power to them. I'm just saying, you know, more, more power to you for not taking that route. What you saying too, right? But I look at it like this: like I, I've never found the, I've never found the reason for it to be anything wrong with being a stripper when you, when you, when you're just dancing. If you're just dancing, even if, if you're, you're just like, dancing. Yeah, it, even if you're in a floor or something, because sometimes we're not we're not gonna put like maybe not the African you know roots, but Jamaicans we come to this shit. We got our nickel pasties and, and a panty for, for, for you know. So big discriminate, you know. And, and sometimes it used to be worse from from you know if you look from the pasta pasta videos and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Really look from all them videos, you know. That's that's what made people more attractive. The weed smoking and the girls they they want they want to see how we have sex. They want to see how we dance, they want to see how we cook, you know, and, and y'all want to smoke weed. That's what that's what it was about, you know, so that's why I never really looked at it no way. But then when you get to that standard where you have to sell your body now, that's what makes it, that's what gives stripping a bad name. You know, and that's you, all I'm talking about. And that's all I'm talking because I grew up in strippers. I don't think I'm anti-stripper or something like that. I love strippers, especially if they got a plan and they doing something on the side to, to use the stripping to empower that plan. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm all for it, but but like you said, there's a fine line, and when you begin selling your body, that's when you know you giving the whole game a bad name as far as stripping. It's, it's like um, like it's like being a down low rapper or something. Like you know, what I'm saying like Isaiah Rashad. You know what I mean? Like you so happy with him. You like it make you question the whole TDE, even though ain't nothing came out on him, and make you be like, hmm, I wonder. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's all I'm saying. There's a fine line, and um, um, I want to know personally. Um, <clears throat> when did you first pick up a microphone and begin rapping? Okay, uh, I COVID. <laughs> um, definitely during COVID. Now I've always liked, I've always liked and loved poetry, you know, and I've always been um like a, I'm more so an R&B fan, like so. It really surprised me that I, I'm doing rapping too now, but I would definitely, definitely say there's rapping things. Um, well, actually, I'm lying because I'm really sitting down thinking about it now. In high school, when I was in high school, I went to Martin Van Buren High School, and um, we, I, I had this little team called, like, the Pretty Pink Ladies. <laughs> and um, we 
we would just like go out and dance and we would do a whole bunch of different stuff. And then we needed to make a theme song. And everybody's like, yeah, Spice. Because at that time I wasn't Spice. I think I was like pumpkin or some shit like that. But I damn sure wasn't Spice. <laughs> and um, they like, yeah, um, you're going to be on the track. So I'm like, huh? I don't rap. They're like, nah, you got to rap. You got to say something. You got to do something. So I'm like, damn, what I'm going to say? Then uh, the the Nicki Minaj song came out, the I Get Crazy um, beat came out, and then that's what we did it on. We did, we did a remix to that. And I actually have the YouTube link and all of that, like, to, to, to verify <laughs> the day I actually started rapping. But I never rapped again after that. So we made that song, and then that was, like, our theme song, and I was like, all right, I ain't rapping no more. This shit ain't for me. I ain't doing this shit no more. <laughs> and then... Moving forward during COVID now, I was with, um, I was with Bino uh, from 804 Inside Gino and um, a few other people, and they like, yo, Spice, stop playing, you need to make a record, like, you here, you know all our songs, you got all our songs, like, just, just jump in the booth, I'm like, nah, nigga, stop playing, they like, nah, go. Do it, just try it. So I'm like, all right. Then we looked up a, a YouTube beat. So I just was doing it off the wing. Like, it was just fun. And I just went and I did the track. And then I was like, all right, I think I kind of like it, y'all. You know? <laughs> I like how I sound. And they was hyping me. So I was like, all right. We're going to see where we go. Then uh, I wanted to shoot the video. And, and Bina was like, you know, you got to... um." You gotta do another song if you want to shoot the video like you gotta do another song so i was like respectfully i he just wanted to see if i was serious like you know and i came out with hold on and then when i came out with hold on i shot the video and he was like nah you serious serious i we gonna shoot this video we gonna you know like that's when it was serious mm-hmm. and so um all right so with that being said um the degrees of separation between me and you they, they're very close um my guy Gino, my guy Fabio, these are my guys. You know, we used to run around as well. And at one point, I noticed from the outside looking in that you were even rumored to be, you know, the upcoming first, you know, uh, lady of the rapper group 804 inside. When when did you uh, first actually bump into, like, how did that situation even happen? Before you recorded Hold On, before they said, like, yo, let's shoot a video for this. How did that situation happen? And... And um, what made you want to go independent and not involve 800 Foreign Side now in your career moving forward? Um, well, I met them. What happened was I was with some guy. Well, um, one of my friends, he sings, and he hit me up. And he like, yo, um, I got this showcase I want to go to. So I was like, showcase? He like, yeah, like... So I don't got nobody to go, you know, I don't got nobody, I, I really know, between, you know, between me and you and whoever listening, you feel me, he just wants to use me for a ride, you feel me, but it's fine, you know, <laughs> it's fine, you feel me, it's cool, it's cool, I already got that, you feel me, because I end up winning, I had a situation, you feel me, I end up meeting these people and, you know, starting a whole, you know, different life, anyway, so we get there, and he goes inside, and, you know, we, everything is cool, so now, um, I'm completely lost in the source. Um, they walk in the building, and I don't know who they are, you know. But now, Big Drip is playing, so I'm like, oh, this is my shit. You feel me? Uh, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'm dancing around, and when they came and they automatically gravitated to my energy. Like, yo, who is this? You know, she in the corner, but, like, she, like, she catching everybody. Uh, like, you know, everybody trying to figure out who I, fuck. I just dropped my weed, y'all. Oh shit. oh shit! You you violated the weed. Motherfucking weed. Motherfucking weed. Exactly. Dodging. I'm excited talking about this shit. You know that's called for the party time. Explaining to people how I met them and you know like it's it's fun for me because it was. That's what this is, baby. This is this is memory lane. We going down memory lane today. That's all we do. I never ever thought that that shit would happen to me. So goddamn, look at that shit. Nah, ain't had a phone sign. Oh, no, I forget my blood clot. Because, because, nah, this is crazy. So, yeah, 
So Hold up, you, you didn't drop the weed, you just dropped the split where you dropped the whole like weed and everything. I'm rolling up as we speak. I had to roll another split because you know our conversation getting too good. You know I had to roll up another split. Oh yeah, I'm 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 with you. I just finished. Um so because yeah. Um so I get to the spot, you know, everything is cool and then they 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 performing and I'm like, yo, they won the contest, you know, for so out. I, I just went back in my car. I wrote up a little bit because I had, like, a little anxiety because I did not know what I was about to do, you know. But I had just came from Texas at that time. I had went to South by South, Southwest. That was my first time going. And when I went, I went with my um, my team that I have now, Rare Royalty Mag. They are, like, my, my modeling team. That's who introduced me to a lot of different stuff. That's probably why I was even able to do a lot of different things. We can talk about them later, but yes, Rare Royalty Mag, that's my that's my home team. Um they actually helped me like put together my first logo, my business cards and all types of different stuff. So I went back in the car and I'm like, you know what? I don't know who these niggas are, but they came in the spot and they just fuck shit up and everybody seemed like they fucked with them. So you know what? Whoever they are, I need to get to I need to get next to them. And this is how I'm gonna do it. So I went in my car, I grabbed like 50 of my, my business cards and I took a little few little pulls because <laughs> I had like a little anxiety and I went back inside like fuck it. When I went back inside, I was like, listen, I'm spiced, what's up? Because I wasn't even spiced everything nice at the time. Fabio gave me that name, spice everything nice. And I just give credit where it's due. You know, that's actually how everything nice came about. But I was just like, really, really, really quick, re- really quick, really quick. I gotta, I gotta uh, enlighten you real quick, um, only because the story is, um, is hidden home. It's hidden home. Um, I remember when Favi came up with the word spice as an ad lib. This was in like 2014, and um, we was in Miami, and he started saying like we, we all started saying like spicy, and every time we would refer to something. Um, that was that was ill, or if someone was talking aggressively, or if you was talking with a passion, we'd be like, "Yo, sun moving spicy." And it's crazy how like a lot of us, like people that's um, you know, more independent, um, you wouldn't really realize how much we influence the culture on a whole, especially in New York. So it's it's just crazy. I got goosebumps talking about it right now because I'm literally seeing me and Fabio on the patio when he's inventing the word spice and to know that he would n- later name you spice, the name that he came up with right in front of me. That <laughs> that shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. And it well, makes so me want to ask. Uh-huh. Spice. He just added okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So what, what part did he add? Because you said you were spice already. So what part did, what part he added? I was just Kiosha Spice, and that was it. Like, cause that was my model name. Because when you model, you can't really have a tag name. You have to really put your government sometimes. And I was doing, like, professional modeling. So my name mm-hmm. is Kiosha. I love my name. So, you know. Me too. I love that name. Mm-hmm. It's Kiosha Spice, and that's what I started with. Then when I met 800 Formicide, they like, nah, Spice. Um, and then when I met Bobby, it was he. I was like, my name is Spice, and he was like, everything nice. And I was like, yeah, everything blood clot nice, right? So when I said that, he like, that's your name. Don't let nobody take that shit from you. And I was like, say that. <laughs> and that's just how that went. So when you when you actually go on to the DSPs, which are the digital service providers for the listeners who don't know, and you actually start putting your music into the mix. Um, what name can people find you under? Would it be Spice? Because there's a Spice in Jamaica. Or would it be Spice yeah, Everything yeah, that's But Platinum? That's why it's, it's Spice Beef. Um, spice ah, okay. Beef. Okay. Right, but Sue because I love her. I don't need her to um, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love her. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of her. So, you know, I don't want no problems. I see her influence on you, kinda. Even with like the different color wigs and shit. Like I'd be like, yo, she she remind me of Spice, and y'all got a, y'all got the same type of that's similar also, complexion. That's, that's mm-hmm. really how the name came about, like because people mm-hmm. would see me, they be like, sometimes I walk on the street and they be like, Spice, Spice. Oh shit, she mm-hmm. looks like Spice. And then especially when I go around, <laughs> they be like, Blood Clutch, you feel my Spice, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. yo, and I was looking for a, another name to 
not cool. I, I didn't want people to keep calling me Kyosha. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let me find another name. And then Spice just came with me because everybody just kept calling me Spice. So it's like, when people see me, I was like, yeah, yeah, my name is Spice. So that's just how that started. It was just something for fun. Me and my friends was just, you know, saying Spice at first. And then everybody just started calling me Spice. So I was like, all right. Even though Kyosha is a beautiful name. Even yeah, though I love my name. I love my name. I don't mind it, you know, but I would rather people call me Spice because people always butcher Kyosha. They they always say something different, which is like, <laughs> it's crazy. Because if I'm saying it to you one way, you should not be repeating it to me 20 different ways. But it's whatever. So, so let's talk about it. You're, you're, you're in a safe space, uh, Spice. You're in a very safe space. And um, uh, with that being said, you can talk about everything. I want you to lay it all on the table. Um, you're currently doing your own thing. And what I mean is you're not, you're not leaning on the endorsements of other rappers um, like you might have been in your previous years. So what, what led to the boost in confidence to just go out there and dis- not disassociate yourself, but... Really just really establish yourself as like separate from 800 foreign side and, and go your separate way and, and just do you solely for you. Well, my thing was, you know, when you when you see firsthand of a lot of different things that happen, whether it was with 800 foreign side or not, you know, because being being introduced to them made made me be introduced to a lot of other different people so i got to see a lot of different people that and meet a lot of different people that i would never thought that i would meet you know so being a part of the industry and like being in that back door you see like a lot of different things and you just want to be able to make a name for yourself sometimes and when you're able to what did you see kiosha what did you see? I want to know <laughs> what you saw, girl. Talk about it. <laughs> I know you. I know you got a slip in your head, like I got a slip in my head. All right. <laughs> Listen. Jewel, Jewel, Jewel's antennas is all the way to fuck up right now. All right. <laughs> Yeah. No, nah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't listen. I don't listen and say a lot of different things. I'm on my business, you feel me? I love 804 and 5, so I wouldn't even, I would never say nothing bad about them or say anything, you know, anything I feel like is stepping over, you know? I would, I would never disrespect them in that way. Even if they don't do that for me, my loyalty to them is different, you feel me? So, and I appreciate them for everything that they've done. So when you see how certain people, because I can't say it was one situation. I just see how certain people move with each other, you know, with 800 Forest and with people in the, in, the, in the industry, period. So it's not just them. I, I'm just subjectifying, you know. It's, it's a group of people that I've seen, you know. And when you're waiting on somebody to help you, and you're waiting on, or, or you're expecting somebody to help you, you know, in a situation... And, and you see somebody helping somebody else, or you see somebody doing something else. It's like, damn, I'm mm-hmm. not here. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, what's up with me? Like, you know, I, I, I've been sitting here waiting on you to do it, this and that. And, and me, I don't know where to go. You hear me? I'm not no way to go. So I'm not sitting on waiting on a bunch of niggas to come and come make something happen for me when I made it possible for me to even meet y'all. So with that being said, I that made it by myself. I'm not mm-hmm. going to keep sitting here waiting on you guys or anybody else to give me something. If I want something, if I want to make a name for myself, I got to make it. Y'all didn't That's give me the name Spice. Y'all helped, y'all, helped me, y'all helped me build it and y'all helped me network it. But at the end of the day, people request me back and people call me back because of my personality, not because of anything that y'all have done, it, right, whether it's 804 and 5 or not. I've done other different shit with bigger artists, Method Man, Hood Celebrity, um, uh, Dusty Locaine, you know, just, just to name a few people. I have other connections elsewhere that I've built on my own because of who I am. So I'm not going to let the fact that you guys are, or are, you know, way more out there in the industry, uh, you know, sprinkle down or water down what I have to offer to other people. You know, yeah, I have to make it on my own. I can't just expect for 
to be around y'all all day and then shit is gonna blow for me. Nah, I gotta, I gotta dabble my foot in every, in each and every place. That's why I said, okay, if I'm gonna be an artist, you know, I didn't expect them to do anything for me or, or support or do anything. Cause you know, now I'm a competitor. So I don't expect the support from them. You know, I, I expect it, I expect it to go how it's going. You know, it's, it's all, we all trying to eat. Even though there's money for everybody to eat, we all trying to eat. And, I want to be, I want to play the game fair. So at the same time, I want to make you guys love me for me. I don't want y'all to be like, oh, she that 800 porn side bitch. She that 800 porn side bitch. No. Because I'm Kiyosha Spice or I'm Spice Everything Nice. I'm not no 800 porn side bitch. That's and, that, and, and, and that's why I had to ask. Because I didn't, I don't want to make this interview centered around that. But it's something that the listeners are definitely going to want to hear about especially if you used to deal with them so I just had to cover it and get it out the way and I'm glad you handled it so maturely the way you addressed it you knocked that one out of the park um, I do want to say this me and Favi we used to be under underneath like um, the wing of Busta Rhymes um, collective over by Conglomerate him and Split Star had a, a collective over there that they had going on and so me and Favi were kind of like label mates and that's that's how we got cool and, and we're moving around together. And um, I witnessed Favi get put on the back burner. You understand? And 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 I was on the back burner too. Um, but I witnessed both of us not being prioritized like we deserve to be prioritized. And and so I say that to say this. Don't let nobody hold you back. Because from, from somebody who, who, who knows Favi just like you do, and, and our boy is now... Currently, um, he has a, a strong foothold on the game right now. We understand, especially in the drill, the drill genre. Um, nothing stopped him from moving forward and doing what he had to do. Not Busta Rhymes, not Split Star, not nobody. And 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 same goes for me, and same goes for you. So I just had to say that quick little story, real quick. Um, I do want to know though. Um, while we on the topic of your artistry and how you became Spice, and now that you are Spice with two E's, goddammit, uh, what separates your content from a Meg Thee Stallion, a Saweetie, a Cardi B, or a Nicki Minaj? What makes you your, your content stand out, and, and how are you trying to um, make your imprint in the world as an artist? Well, I say my... I'm, I am still working on my whole, like, my EP, because I have, like, I have this thing that's called, it's going to be called um, Spice World, right? And I'm telling you guys from now, because it's coming soon, it's going to be dropping this year. And I already have, like, 10 songs, you know, but what what makes my, what makes it different is the fact that I'm putting my personality into it. I know that nine times out of ten, these people, they just, they just do what, what's hot, you know, the, the, especially when you're involved with the label, you know, you can only drop what's hot, but when you, when you listen to Meg Thee Stallion before and Cardi B the, before the, the labels, you really hear their personality, you know, people to, to know that, yeah, I got a sexy body, I'm dark skin, I'm pretty or whatever, I was wearing 800 foreign side, but know who I am too. So that's where my lyrics and, you know, my videos and stuff is going to come into play. You know, I have a very great photographer, a videographer, Kai, you know, he's very big in, in, in the scene too. And he's actually one of my closest friends from like elementary school. So, um, he's another one that, you know, is helping me put my vision together you know, so I can really show you guys because this world is more so visualization. They want to see what's going on. You talk is cheap, you know, so sometimes lyrics is not going to hit for certain people. Sometimes they have to see what's going on. So I want to show y'all my personality and make y'all understand who I am because I've never been judged for my personality. Everybody that I've met has always loved me. I, I'm not saying I've never had a hater or someone that, I did, you know, I didn't get into it with. Definitely had that at the same time it was probably a misunderstanding or like a disagreement for the most part my personality as a person you know i've i'm i've always been told that i'm different maybe everyone everyone's been told that but everyone that i've met has has told me like yo you got a fire personality you just got gotta let you gotta show it you gotta show it. you gotta show it so that's my goal trying to show people who who kiosha is instead of spike because spice is a made-up person so i'm going to show you guys who kiosha is and as at Spice, we're going to get to know her together and go through that journey. And y'all tell me if y'all like her or not. And that would mean multiple variables and layers to you of who you are as a person, not just like 
selling sex or, or, or things like right. that, which is cool That's sometimes, but not when it's like all the time. Right. Like, I have, like, four or five love songs, you know, and it's crazy because when I play it for my for my, for my my people, they like, yo, like, you be, you, like, you fell in love? Like, so it's like I have different <laughs> parts of me, you know, that people think I'm just, like, saying dollfish and I, like, when I meet guys, they be like, oh, um, we thought you was something different. Like, they thought, they think I'm stush or, like, high to ditty. You know, I'm just, I'm super down to earth. I'll smoke a blunt with you. We could even go to the deli and go cop a, a, um, a sandwich. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, materialistic. You know, I like nice things, yeah. And if I deserve it, I deserve it, you know. But at the same time, I'm more so I want to know the person that you are, you know, because if I don't know the person that you are, I can't fully enjoy you, you know. So I I, I take that and I just want to take it into my music and just be like, all right, you know what? You got to fully enjoy me if you understand who I am. So, That's dope. I'm That's gonna just dope. talk to you and, and tell you who I am, tell you what I went through, because I know you probably went through it too. You know, I laugh about certain things that I went through, and it's like I always when, when I tell my stories to my to my cousins or to my even to my sister. My sister sitting here right now, and I tell her story, she was like, "Yo, bitch, you mad animated? Like you have me dying." So I just say, like, "All right, you know what? It's, I'm a, I'm gonna pretend like I'm talking to my sister. I'm gonna tell y'all a story." You feel me? And I'm going to make y'all laugh. It's like Just like if I was with her. Or I'm going to make you cry. I'm, I'm going to make you really feel what I'm going through. So you can really understand. You know, that's the that's the best thing that I can do. And if you, you, you from Queens. You, you from Queens, goddammit. So you got to be a, a, a making love songs. Like, so you on your female <laughs> LL Cool J shit. But LL Cool J, let's keep it real. He's the GOAT of making love songs. And he's from Queens. You know what I'm saying? So it's only right that you that you that uh, your project is saturated with so many so many love songs and I like that I like that Jamaican too but I say love because I I really I'm I'm gonna be honest those are those are my favorites so far and I would say the Jamaican is more so expected I feel like when I drop my love shit to me that's gonna be more so unexpected because people already know like yeah she's Jamaican so she's gonna go on something she's gonna do something Jamaican she's gonna do some ass shaking shit she's gonna do some sexy shit she, you know she's gonna she's gonna do some drill shit so it's more so expected so that's why I had to just throw the little love shit out there like that's that's in there too you know spice in love before she got her heart broken you know all that good stuff you know <laughs> you, make, you make you make music for the girls that don't got any ass too Yes, because all my friends don't got no ass. <laughs> all my friends don't got no ass. I've always been the, the bitch with the big ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shit just got life of its own, huh? <laughs> hey, hey, yo. Um, so, what is the greatest part about the process of making music to you? Learning who I am. Learning what I like. Learning what I don't like. Learning what other people like. Um, being accepting to like criticism and you know knowing that people are telling you stuff and they're not interrogating you and you know it's not it's not a problem they're, they're telling you because they you know it's how they feel and they just want the best for you even though not everybody is like that but you know learning to be able to take criticism and accepting it because that's really hard for a lot of, a lot of people like people don't want to ex- accept that. Like people, nobody. You could be like, "Yo, son, that don't look good," and you don't want to hear that. Even if, no matter how much you think that shit look good and you rocking that shit, if somebody, t- if somebody that you care about tell you that shit don't look good, it's gonna be in the back of your mind. Like, that's it. Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it? You know. So, I learning to accept what people think and being okay with it and being okay with myself, even though someone else was not okay with it. I like that. I love that actually. Um, this is this is pretty off topic, um, but uh, you got a you got a cousin by chance um, from Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is her name Diane? No. Woo! All right, thank God. I right. <laughs> right. I just had to get that out of the way real quick. I know a chick from Brief Boy Project. She looks just like you. Um, no cap. No cap. Um, That's why I uh, laugh because. Everybody, oh, it's somebody that I know that I talk to, 
oh, you look like, oh, do you got a cousin? Oh, you got a sister? Oh, you got a this? Oh, you got a that? And I, that's oh, no, I, I, I had to ask you real quick because I know, I, I know she ain't got I, shit I nice to like say about Listen, listen, Spice, that girl don't got nothing nice to say about me, so I had to make sure you ain't you don't know it so she don't try to black I mean, out it. Respectfully, respectfully, even if she did, you did oh, nothing God. to me. So you did nothing to me. So even if she was to tell me up and down or whoever she is, you feel me? Right, right. Tell me anything about son, I, I can't you feel me. Unless he do something to me, that's how I am. You know, unless, like, you, if you my sister, you my mom, you know, like, you my brother, you know, something like that, that's different, you know, but anybody else in the street, there's people that don't know me that talk about me, you know, and if you want to believe them and not get to know me yourself, that's your choice, you know, and that's, that, and, and I say that's your mistake, because I'm, nine times out of ten, I'm way better than what they said, <laughs> so you're just missing the opportunity to, to get to know who I am and what I can bring to the table for you. That's, that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. And your personality definitely matches your your, your vibe in the pictures. I must say, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're you all around. Like, the, your personality that you see in the pictures, like, you know, like a picture says a thousand words and you can, mm-hmm. you can see somebody's personality through it. Like, pretty much this conversation went exactly how I expected it to go. Like, you have a very bright and exuberant personality. And um, I'm, I'm glad to say that... Uh, that we friends, you know what I mean? That's dope. That's dope to me. And I hope that we can accomplish something in the near future. Um, and I want you to tell the people real quick before we wrap things up where they can get your most recent content, what you might be working on and, and all that, you know, any shout outs you want to give, you know, now's the time. Okay. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for this interview. Thank you for all your compliments. Thank you for even giving me your time to talk to me. You know, um, a lot of, you know, you're busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's working on something. So I appreciate even having this interview. You know, um, I appreciate even, you know, accepting my words and, you know, just being here at this time and this moment. Thank God for it. I'm appreciative to everything. That's first and foremost. And then, you know, I want to give a shout out to everybody. My mom, my daughter, you know, my, my sister, because she's sitting right here with me. What's <laughs> um, up, sis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we are actually having a girl's day. So, you know, I appreciate her for being patient, <laughs> you know, and, you know, accepting what's going on with this. You know, um, I appreciate That made the day that much better. I'm sorry to cut off, but that, that made the day that much more action-packed, baby. I'm just yes, <laughs> you see, you see, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to Rare Royalty Mag. You know, I've been with them for about like five years. They, they are my everything. Um, I've been modeling with them for forever. And then when I transferred over to music, I thought it was gonna be like a little hectic because I'm their head model. But they just was well accepting with that too, you know. And we just, you know, been on a roll with them. And shout out to Black Widow. She's my PR. She helps me get my music out, you know, on top of all, you know, all, she does all that PR stuff. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> Shout out to, um... My engineer, um, shout out to everybody, 800 Foreign Side, my best friend, Chi-Chi, um, <laughs> everybody, you know, um, I have the Spice World Project coming up, like I said, it's going to be easy, I'm trying to figure out if it's going to be four to six or six to ten songs, I know it's like shorter, but I got so much I want to share, so, um, you know, I'm still in the process of doing that, so. Can we, can we expect any features on it? Yes. Yes. Oh. I can't tell you who yet because I didn't I didn't choose the songs yet. So okay. um, <laughs> I can't tell you who, but it's gonna be a surprise feature on there, and then a feature that people probably think you know or was expecting to come through. But um, Bino is probably gonna be on there too, um, only okay. because only because we we did a few songs and. Um, we did like two or three songs, I believe, and um, he. Uh, I, I think I might choose one of those songs too, only because you know, like it's it's Bino, man. You know, the the the, the vibe, the party vibe. You know, he got it. So 
know. I, I feel like being on the only 800 member that I never met um, yet. Uh, really? Yeah, I never, I, ne- I never met him because he was locked up. He was locked up when, when we was all running around. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Bino, man. Shout out to Bino. You know what I mean? Gino, that's little bro, man. Five years, little bro, man. So shout out to the whole team, man. Shout out to Gino. And you, you know what? I, I really, really, really quick, I'm going to give a little personal shout out to Gino, too, because after I met everyone, um, Gino was really, like, really persistent. Like, he was, he called me, like, yo, fight. What's going on? Like, you know? Like, yo, you sound just like that nigga just now. What you trying to do? You sound just like that nigga. Call me like every day. He's like, "Yo, what's going on? Like, what, what, what do you see? What, what, what's your future? Like, what you, what, what you got planned?" And he was really like the first one that really asked me that, you know. And I'm looking at him like he's crazy, but he's looking at me like, "Bitch, what you gonna answer me or what? Like, what's up?" You know. <laughs> so, um, when I started to work with them, he, 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 he always made sure he seemed like he was like, "Listen, I don't want Spice to shake her ass here. Like, she, she, she don't gotta do all that sexy shit. She." She she can just be here and do this and do that. It's like he oh he always found a way for me to do something different, and I I always, I always respected him for that because like you know usually guys just want to be like yo like come shake your ass you feel me look sexy here. He was like nah, uh, we need her to be the main video here or we need her to do this and we need her, we need her to do that and it's like he he made sure of certain things that I was with them for probably like two years, you know and within those years you know he he Gina was a very crucial part of my life you know and that and it was completely platonic that was he was friends let me, let me tell you this really quick let me tell you this really quick uh, to all the listeners really quick it's, it's very important that we identify what's gangster in our in our community especially as black people and what gino did uh for spice is gangster you know what i mean looking out for your sisters making sure they're not exploited impro- making sure they're not exploited in an improper way you understand what i'm saying um um, you know, that's gangster. So big up to Gino, man. That's what I would expect from someone like Gino. And Gino knows his history. He knows he's a Hebrew. He knows what's going on. And and, and I encourage everybody to just, um, you know, dig deep into who we are. And, and you don't got to read the Holy Bible, but at least understand that, you know, there's something deeper than us. We, we got here for a reason. And, and, um, and yeah, that's gangster. I like what you told me just now about what Gino did for you. That's gangster, man, for real. Definitely. That's why I said I definitely had to shout him out too. That's mm-hmm. definitely he definitely did that. Uh, but otherwise, from that, you know, shout out to everybody, my mom, my family, my everybody, because everybody has a has a certain part to play. In really, my really, life. Quick spice, really quick, really quick, Even though you didn't know it at the time, you was being protected by your Hebrew brother. You you even you ain't even know it. You know what I'm saying? So so no, God I, always goes keep angels around you. He always goes keep angels around you, even if it's in physical form, man. You know what I mean? Through other people. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I'm I'm very thankful for that. And you see how when you when you be a genuine person to people and, you know, you just project your energy, because if I wasn't a good person or I wasn't, you know, projecting good energy, I wouldn't have had that, you know, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to have that person around me doing something like that. Yeah, they would have saw you as a regular other chick and just wanted to exploit you. Exactly. Right. 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 Exactly. So I'm definitely for that, you know. Um, like I said, I got projects coming out. You know, I got songs coming out. You know, Spice World. Y'all look yeah. down for that Spice World. I'm excited. I'll tell you that much. You better tag me in that shit so I can repost it to my IG as soon as you, te- as soon as you drop it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really well. I, I'll, I'll let you know what's going on. I'm, I might have a listening party too. You know, you just, you're gonna see. You're gonna see what's going on. I'm, well, I'm, in, I'm in Miami right now, but if you have a listening party in Miami, I'm, I'm gonna come back to Brooklyn. But right now, I'm in the, I'm in the yams right now. But uh, I'm gonna be in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Probably see what's going on in Miami too. My people, they yeah. <laughs> we can see Ocean Avenue. We can see what's going on. I, I can, we can talk about that. Um, I'm, I'm still figuring things out, but I just want to be able to do the spice thing first. And once I drop the spice thing, then once I have that together, then I'll know exactly what I'm doing. But for the most part, you know, I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful to be able to have this opportunity to do everything that I, you know, that I can to, to try and make myself better, a better person, a better artist, a better, a better mom you know, a better, a better human being, you know, in this world. So regardless of whatever, you know, I must 
keep working and I'm going to keep shining, you know? That's all I can do. Well, honey, and I would love to have you back on the show again. Um, I already told you there's other things that we could talk about forever. So, shit. Um, if you down it, if you open for it, you know, I would love to bring you back. You know, we spin the block. If you want to spin the block on a nigga, we could do that. We're going to do it one more again. We're going to do it one more again. We're going I hear that we could do that in person. Actually, that'd be dope. You know, um, because the last interview I did, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be dope. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I love your personality. I love your soul. Love your spirit, mama. Um, shit, you already know what time it is. We gonna make sure we blow this interview up, and everybody tap in, show your love, hit the cash app. You already know what's going on. Tom Bond Radio. You heard it live from your girl Spike. It's been your boy King Jewel, and we are out. Bye.